Hello and welcome back to Two Thirds. Now, it's kind of hard to kind of introduce this as an episode, I suppose, because I was going to include this in, you know, my usual weekend recap that I'm pretty much doing every Monday now. I think that's going to be a recurring piece of content. Um, but yeah, it's it's not the weekend, so, so, you know, pretty much here we are. It's just going to be a pretty short post today. Um just finished, or actually not really just finished, I've been a little bit lazy, but uh, Tim Tazoo, he, uh, you know, kept his, he's still unbeaten, kept his undefeated record intact, moved to 18-0, 14 knockouts, uh, just stopped Dennis Hogan in five rounds uh, in Newcastle, Newcastle, Australia. I don't know why the Scouse accent came out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's just proven to be sort of like one of the, the next big stars, really, of the £154 division. Um, I think it's quite fair to say that, really. I mean, you've got Charlo, who is, um, you know, proving to be the best £154-pounder, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's a fight with Castano being lined up, or, you know, that should get made by the end of the year to sort of clear any doubt, I suppose, in anyone's mind to who the number one is. Um... But yeah, a lot of people feel like it's Charlo, but you know, the sort of Charlo's been on the scene for a while now. It's kind of who's gonna be the next big thing. I think does the Tim Tazoo, you know, with his recent win over Dennis Hogan, as well as, you know, the last couple ones, he's proven to be that he's on the right track. He's taken the right fights at the right time. And, you know, today it wasn't a completely one sided affair. Um but you know, it also wasn't far off one. It didn't take him long to pretty much assume control and, you know, essentially beat up uh, Dennis Hogan. And he did it quicker than anyone else, which was always going to be the kind of, like, talking point if he can stop him quicker than Charlo. Um, and I think a lot of people, including myself, expected him to. I think the, you could kind of see that the fight would be over in six rounds. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing because... You know, there was good odds on Tim Tazoo to win in six rounds or five rounds, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, shame on me, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, on to the fight. So, the towel came in during the fifth round. Um, Tazoo, by this point, was just on a constant offensive. Uh, he dropped the Irishman earlier in the fifth round with just a beautifully placed uppercut. Um, perfectly timed, just caught him, and Hogan just went down. Got back up, Hogan, tough as they come, to be perfectly honest. Um, and, you know, he saw some success. He stole the first round on my card, and I think for a lot of other people. Um, cut to Zoo over the left eye in the second. Although I'm not too sure, it might have been a head clash. But from my groggy vision, I had sunstroke yesterday. <laughs> I thought it was a punch, but forgive me if I'm wrong. Could have very well been a clash of heads. Um, there were up close and personal throughout the fight uh, most of the time. Um, but yeah, so in spite of all of that, Tim Zazu, you know, he's shown why he's so highly rated and why so many people liked him. Like, on Twitter, it was surprising to see so many Brits tune in for it. I know, obviously, we get the perfect timing over here to watch it because it's middle of the day. Um, obviously, not for people who are at work, but, you know, furlough is a wonderful thing. <laughs> um but yeah, he's just, he's got a crowd-pleasing style. Um, and, you know, a lot of that uh, 
similar spirit to his father, I suppose. I haven't seen many of Kostya Tazu's fights, but, you know, the crippling body attacks that you could kind of see from Tazu in the third session uh, definitely kind of reminded me of that. Um, but, yeah, so Hogan, you know, he eventually kind of... I don't want to say gave up, but, uh, like, because that's completely the wrong word, so we'll just... We'll scratch the word give up, but he wilted. Wilted is a good word to, to use. Um, you know, Tazu was just kind of seeing the openings to try and close the show, and Hogan just couldn't kind of keep up the activity, and Tazu was increasing his activity more as the fight was going on. Uh, the stoppage just it just came at the right time. You know, Hogan, like I said, tough as boots, um, but he just showed no signs of turning the fight around at that point. Uh, it had been dropped and then just wasn't throwing anything back. Uh, start of the fight was quite impressed with him you know he was kind of moving around looks like the better mover um which kind of brings me on to uh the flaws of Tim Tazu you know as impressive as he looks like don't get me wrong like I think a you know a few people were sort of pointing out a few criticisms because we just want to see him as you know the next big Australian star in the sport um yeah I just like to see his foot footwork get an upgrade um which I think was a nice way to word that, really. Um, yeah, definitely could see some improvements there. Uh, Hogan just looked like the better mover in the fight um, until he was caught with body shots. So it's always going to hold to Zoo in the stead of a fight by having that power. Um, and it was also just the tactics that Hogan opted for. He wanted a war with Young Tazu, which was probably the wrong move. Um but yeah, I think they, they, there are some improvements. Uh, the footwork was just the main one that I noticed, and I'd like to see that uh, get better before he has a, a shot at a world title, essentially. Um, but yeah, hopefully Tazu can one day, hopefully he can fight in the UK. I'd love to see him over here. And uh, I think he'd be well-liked over here. He's like, like I was going back to that sort of crowd-pleasing style, the, the body shots to kind of wear down your opponent. Brilliant, brilliant fighter. Um, and I think a potential clash with uh, former world champion um, Liam Smith. I think that would be great um, for Tazu. A great name to get on his record. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were saying uh, Zoo was number one. But Liam Smith, I'm pretty sure, was number two or thereabouts. Like, because he was trying to get on a world title limited world title eliminator with Jesse Vargas I'm pretty sure but I don't know I guess we'll just have to wait and see what really happens um Liam Smith also of course he's you know got to come through his date with Magomed Kurbanov I think it is the Russian uh that's in a week or two or something like that uh so yeah I don't know but I'd love to see that fight um and I cannot wait to see Zoo on my screen I really have to mention though that Every single time he fights, he hasn't been featured once on, um, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't been featured once with a UK broadcaster. But every time I go on Twitter to go and find a stream, everyone's doing exactly the same thing. Everyone wants to see this kid fight. So, you know, whether it's him coming over to the UK or a UK broadcaster picking him up, cannot wait um, for either of those events. Uh, it's going to be good and we're definitely going to gonna love him over here once he gets the exposure i just hope that happens if his fight isn't over here which i don't think it will be um then yeah i would love to i would love to see him on channel five maybe you know that'd be nice 
but that's all from me um we will be back here tomorrow i'm obviously still working around this whole like schedule that i'm giving myself um sundays will still be off because i can do the weekend boxing recap on a monday and uh as we move forward with that there's loads of kind of updates that i'm working on that i can't quite give in just this one random episode but we'll be back here tomorrow with i'm not sure if it will be the snowpiercer season two review or it will be a new piece of content that i've been working on um but either way thank you for listening and i hope you all enjoyed see you all tomorrow <laughs>